Guitar solo. pretty good that was good i think that that might win us an emmy really i think so that, we just that have was to... our intro to warm ourselves up for this episode yes and now i think i have something that i need to say i think i need to start this episode off with an apology why because i've been dating you for about 10 months almost like 11 almost a year at this almost point. a year yeah basically <laughs> almost a year and um for those of you that don't know gabriella is probably the biggest fan of podcasts out there i really am she's heard my podcast two times through two times through also the deleted episodes and you the don't deleted even have posted yeah. anymore you guys don't even I've, get to hear those i've heard those she's heard and those. i've listened through some crap yeah. let me just say oh, there's a lot of stuff in there guys <laughs> there's some things i never needed to know about you and your yeah. friends that i now know it makes you know me so much better because of yeah, those episodes I, no i definitely agree i think i think i know you at a different level Maybe even then you know me. I think I think so. <laughs> um, but I just want to say I'm sorry that yeah. I haven't had you on this podcast, even though you've like asked me and, um, you know, it took my friend asking you to be on his podcast for me to get you on my podcast. And it's it's not because I don't want to. And I think you know that. I do know that. I appreciate your apology. I just, I just get angsty around you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. Your podcast is like something that anyone could find at any time. So to have someone who's so personal to you on it for anyone to hear you and your personal person having a conversation. It's funny to say pers personal, personal person. person. But like, seriously, I mean, like, I get why that's hard for yeah. you. But, um, Ch but, um, Ch but um, you, keep, you keep doing that to me because I say but um a lot and you keep going but um Ch I'm really starting to get into the dad joke phase of my oh, life. Oh, Lord. The dad joke Lord and, like, have mercy porn stash on face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. For those of you that don't know, I I have something on my face. He now. rocks a porn stash. Well, you like it. I love a mustache. You do on like you. it. No, you look great. But yeah. I was going to say that yeah. you really shouldn't apologize because it's not for lack of trying. I want everyone to know that we have attempted to podcast together on mm. several occasions. Two, I think, right? Just two. Yeah, yeah. several but it always ends up sounding like dog shit. Yeah. To be fair, the first time we did it, we were super drunk, like super fucked up. And it we was like, nine. Let's podcast. And it was like nine minutes long, I think. Yeah. And it was just up us talking about nothing. I forget what was on it, to be honest. I don't, I don't know. We are, in fact, intoxicated for these bloopers. So no judgment. <laughs> what would you do on a rainy Sunday, Alvaro? Mm. Definitely yoga and meditation oh i love yoga and meditation that's such a good answer um but also i would also like clean up my room and then oh, that's a good idea and then order in takeout <gasps> takeout is the best yeah especially on beep hashtag ad oh, this yeah. is an ad for beep this Ooh. app is amazing <laughs> we love beep Beep. It's basically 
an app that allows you to get the stuff that is expiring that they want to sell at the end of the day at a restaurant. Right. So we recently ordered beep for beep a beep for our okay. English speakers. It's one of our favorite restaurants in beep. They yes. sell Arabi food, and we got. It two was basically just a rolled up quesadilla. Yeah, but it was zatar and um. It was the Arabic version of a quesadilla that's rolled up. Sure, sure, sure. So it was zatar and some sour cream. It was zatar and labne. It was good. So if you're in the neighborhood today, please (laughs) stop by. Beep. Because I totally knew that name. Hashtag ad. (laughs) Hashtag ad that. Anyways, so back to what we were talking about. Yeah. I don't know what we were talking about. We were talking about your Etsy. Oh, so I sell jewelry on Etsy. So if you want to order from my Etsy, that'd be great. The prices are a little bit expensive. I just want to warn you. No, they're not. (laughs) I'm just yanking your chain. But I hope you keep it forever because it's gold. Oh, it is gold. <laughs> That's definitely going in like a blooper section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you could Maybe, dude, the blooper section. <laughs> yes. Or like the blooper section for this episode. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And we also did one with our room, my roommate. And Your now roommate. my yeah. old roommate. And now yeah. Gabriella's new friend. Not new. Well, okay, I've been friends with for as long as I've known you. So that's really oh my God. not yeah. my new friend. Yeah, I met you right. and Joe in the same night. That's true. Yeah. But you know me better, obviously. Joe and I are pretty close. What are you saying? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just kidding. Yeah, no, you guys make a really good duo. We do. No, yeah. he's, he's a great kid. Yeah. Honestly, we could, we're probably siblings in another universe. I know. Some it's some part of the multiverse. We were, we I were, see it. We were cousins or siblings. Well, I also get that vibe from you and Ben a little bit. No, I just like to bully Ben. <laughs> really? <laughs> I feel like Ben and I just banter. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. But, but Joe and I relate on like a, I don't know. I, I don't know. I relate to them both in very different ways. Like I love them both dearly and they're both two of my dude bro friends. But <laughs> I say that, but Joe's not like a dude bro. I don't know. Um, Like I feel like Ben and I see the world in the same way a lot, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Like we both have a very similar view of the world. So it's really interesting to talk to him because like I'll say something that's a little bit abstract and he'll be like, yes. And I'm like, oh my God, you get it. Like you also see that, you know, like you also view it that way. But with, with Joe, like we relate on a very emotional level. You Mm. know what I mean? Like we're very emotionally similar. Yeah. I I would say that's my relationship with both of them. (laughs) It's been funny to see it blossom. Yeah. I'm sure it's weird to see your girlfriend hanging out with your guy friends. No, it's really just been a pleasure to watch it happen. <laughs> really? That's yeah. good. Yeah. I feel like some guys might be weirded out by that. but No. And like, e- I feel like I've told you this many times, but I feel like even after we break up, like I wouldn't want you to not be. Did you just say when we break up? If, if maybe in one day <laughs> we like decide to maybe leave Are you things. asking me to get a divorce? <laughs> Babe. <laughs> All in good fun. All but I would never fun. want you. I don't okay maybe it's easier said than done but I don't think I would want you to stop being friends with Joe and Ben because I I think they're like I don't think I would 
because I think I think they're like actually just your friends. Yeah. Like it's not. That's the nice thing about all of your yeah. guy friends. Like, and I think you could say the same for all of my friends. Like you've really cultivated a relationship with them like outside of us dating. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you and Gem and like Kimmy, Noor, Hadil, like they all love you. Yeah. Natalie, like. No, I love all of them. I know. But I don't think it's to the same extent. You don't think so? I think I've always thought of those relationships on a more conditional really? level than. That's super interesting to hear. Yeah, so I don't know why I don't see it go both ways. I guess I guess for me, like, I don't know, like, your friends, like, like I was invited on the guy's ski trip, <laughs> which was super fun, but, like, that definitely, like, I feel like solidified my place as a dude a little yeah. bit, <laughs> like, one of the guys. <laughs> you handled yourself well with the dudes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I think that comes, this is going to be really, like, out of left field but i feel like that comes with the territory of being non-binary a little bit like uh-huh. i've always felt like very in between so like hanging out with like a group of girls or at least like feminine people i always feel like that's a huge part of me but also hanging out with dudes are very masculine like seemingly masculine people like I feel like I can really get with that. And I know a lot of people are probably sitting there like I roll, like everyone feels that way. But I don't know. I do think that it is somewhat tied to like the how you identify. Yeah, the non-binary right. identity. Yeah, you yeah. feel like already as a part of that. So it's yeah. not it's not like. Well, and I think for a long time I thought I was like, oh, I'm just bisexual. Like, that's so funny. Like, I'm just like masculine and feminine. And I'm bisexual. But then like now understanding more like gender and like masculinity and femininity and realizing that that really has nothing to do with bisexuality (laughs) and realizing that that has everything to do with like my gender identity is very interesting i i I feel like it does have a little bit to do with it though i mean i think you could make that generalization but at the end of the day like you can be a complete lesbian and be super girly you know what i mean like you're you're at the end of the day your sexuality is independent is totally independent yeah like i feel like i guess i thought because like if you're if you identify as non-binary you kind of like those labels mean a lot less to you because you're kind of like in between so yeah that i feel like that view would apply a lot to the way you see other people like a guy wouldn't just like you wouldn't be turned off by like a guy just because he's like a guy does that make sense like you no sorry i'm uh, I, you lost me it's okay it, um like you are in between that like you identify yeah. as non-binary so you're like you don't like any of those labels so yeah. i feel like that would also affect the way you see other people yeah for sure in no, that it way definitely does. like it would make you not want to discriminate against one or the other definitely but that's exactly what i'm saying is like like i feel like a lot of times people stereotype like lesbians as super butch Mm -hmm. or gay guys as super feminine right and that's especially nowadays like we're learning more and more like that's just so not true it's played out there are so many like super gay dudes that are like lumberjacks in the woods like super masculine like hunks like that's like a type of gay person yeah and like there's like lipstick lesbians the the term lipstick lesbians but like there's like very feminine very feminine lesbians yeah and like I just think to like, yeah, that's why I kind of started to realize that me being bisexual had nothing to do with me being able to identify as just kind of like this weird in between. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 totally. And I feel like that was like a real awakening for me. (laughs) No, totally. Yeah. 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 
I feel like I've been finding myself wondering what it is that determines a person's like sexual orientation. Sexual orientation or their sexual or their sorry or their gender identity. Which sexual one? orientation? Really? Okay. I think. I really think that. Well, honestly, every, both. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah. Just burped. Um, we are drinking rosé as we do this. I just oh, yeah, I forgot to have a yeah, sip, have of, a sip of your rosé. Oh, we pulled up to the the package oh. store, the packing, because oh, yeah. we're in Boston, the liquor store. My girlfriend's all from my, Boston. For I'm, all the, all I'm not. I'm really, really not. Yeah. <laughs> for all of the uh, non-Boston people, that we pulled up to the packy, and um. <laughs> This guy was standing outside and he was like, are you here? Are you, are you coming in? And we were like, yeah. And he was like, you got one minute. You got one minute. Go get your alcohol. Like he was just a we're total. closing down. We're closing. <laughs> like, Honestly, your Boston accent's better than mine. Is it really? Thank you. I, so. I wouldn't say it's good, but it's probably better than yours. <laughs> yeah. Well, because when I do it intentionally, it just sounds fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But you definitely, we've talked about this, but you have like a Boston twang. Like I, I would say my slang is that what you mean? Like my like your, a lot of my your vernacular is yes, very Bostonian, very but also so. like sometimes you say certain words, and I'll hear it. Like you'll be like my rum. Oh, you I've never that. noticed that one. You've it's not like very. it's usually when you're just like not thinking. Like I've it's right the moments where I that. catch you being the most like free that I'm like oh my god that was totally a Boston accent. Like yeah. anytime you hang out with Ryan, like one of your childhood friends, you just totally like. It just comes out. It it's totally so is. cute. No, I love it. Well, with Ryan, my dude side comes out a lot more. So I yeah. think that, that with that comes a lot of that vernacular. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. But yeah. um, yeah, I wouldn't say like, especially nowadays, I think that accents are just like less prevalent. It's not so much as like a thick accent where like everything you say sounds a certain way. It's more so of a twang. And I know twang makes you think of like a southern accent, but I'm saying twang is in like, it's not as intense as an accent. I think our world is just becoming so globalized and especially with like the internet, like people speak in more of a generalized way. You know mm. what I mean? Like Americans generally sound a certain way. It's not like the southern accent has become less and less prevalent and like the you know the boston accent the new york accent like the new jersey accent and then even there's like a california accent like there's all these different different accents but they're less intense than they used to be i think they're more subtle these days right because we all watch the same tv we all see the same stuff on social media like we're all hearing the same like i really think like the world has just become more like globalized this is just like my theory no i totally agree yeah and i and like different types of or different um what am i different vernacular what am i missing here different dialects different like accents and stuff like that come from places that are just isolated in different places so like it just happens when people don't communicate with play with people in other places that are yeah well and that's where you can tie in the socioeconomic status Mm -hmm. because you'll notice that people typically people of a lower like socioeconomic status typically have thicker accents you know what I mean? Because when you think, I mean, I'm not trying to like generalize here, but generalize. Um, I feel like like a rich person who's like traveled the world and like heard a bunch of different accents. They're much more globalized. Typically has a very like standardized voice. But I don't know. I think there's something so like comforting and like old fashioned and like lovely about an accent. And I love that it like really signifies where you're from. Like anytime someone calls me out and is like, 
I just heard your southern accent or like you just said something so midwest like it really makes me happy I don't know it's like it's very significant and it's very beautiful like you're being recognized or something like I guess but it's just like it's I mean it's a part of my identity like where right. you come from is a part of your identity of course. I am Gabby from they say yes you are <laughs> but I love your southern twang <laughs> thank you it's much less significant now because i've been in boston for so long yeah you but definitely like when i moved here it was more prevalent i think i really tried to hide it when i moved here now it might come out more because i care less like i i'm like i don't give like i don't care like you can hear me say something funny and definitely when i'm drunk it comes out a lot but I've never noticed it. Maybe it's just because I'm also drunk at those times. Yeah. You, I feel like I also have quite the ear for accents. At least oh, I've been told. you do. It's remarkable. You like pinpoint where things are from. Like I could only yeah. pinpoint like a Minnesota accent maybe oh, or okay. like yeah. something Canadian. Yeah. But I can't like I can't pinpoint different Midwestern. Yeah. Things. I mean, that makes sense. Because you're from yeah. that part of the country. So. I feel like I'm pretty good at East Coast accents though too. Yeah. But that's so interesting that you're like so in tune with it and I'm so out of well, touch with it. Let me tell you something funny. Yeah. So I met this kid in my uh, computer science class. His name's and um, he totally has like a sub, not Southern, but like just like a, don't take this the wrong way, but almost like a hick accent. Like he sounds like a lot of my guy friends from home do. You know what I mean? And I can always tell. When someone is from a certain place, like somewhere similar to Missouri, you know, like anytime we go somewhere and I hear someone, I'll be like, that person is from You can Midwest. also hear when someone is trying to blend in oh. when they're from Missouri. Yes. I am so good at that. Like, Because yes. I have the same thing with like Spanish accents. I can I can pinpoint like oh, any I'm word. Sure. I'm like, you're Spanish trying to speak English. Like, yes. I can, yes. I can you're like, it. I can hear you trying yeah, to hide your accent. Exactly. Yeah. And I definitely do the same thing. But this kid like. I just thought I knew exactly where he was from. And he told me he was from San Diego. Hmm. And I was like, what? I was like, what? You're like, you're from San Diego? I didn't say anything because I just met this kid and I don't know him that well. But I kind of want to ask him like where his parents are from. Because where your parents are from definitely affects also how you talk. Of course. It's where you grow up in. Yeah. Like all of my friends always sounded a lot more Southern than I did because my parents weren't from the South. You know what I mean? Like they were from like a much more Northern area where like people say things like they call it pop instead of soda and like they just pronounce words differently so like when you're raised in a household where people pronounce words that way you're not going to sound the same but then again at school like i was being exposed to people talking with like more of like a harsh draw of course so it and that has a huge influence because you want to blend in into school so much more than you want to blend in at home it's crazy the videos of like i have videos just like you know snapchat videos of myself like in high school and when it's a video of me hanging out with my friends i sound so different than i do when i'm at home like you could hear it it's like crazy (laughs) like um when I joined the skating team here in Boston, a good friend of mine who I used to live with, her name's she like stalked my Finsta page and she found this video of me watching a scary movie with my friends. And in the video, I go, Rachel's dead. Her body just doesn't know it yet. And Emily found this video and she thought it was so funny. And she showed everyone like in good fun. You know, she was like, guys, like, look at Gabby's accent. Like, this is crazy. And watching it now is so wild because, like, I just can't even imagine speaking like that. You know what I mean? Like, anytime people are like, 
you don't have a southern accent i'm like i know like but i used to <laughs> or i'll yeah. be like but i could like when i turned it on like it's there and like i'll play people that video and they are just like shocked they're always like what and i'm like i know <laughs> i'm like it's there <laughs> no, yeah totally you you're you've gotten um you've traveled a lot so i feel like you've I gotten really true. good at um like assimilating i definitely think so yeah whether it was because i mean even your parents in the midwest like they didn't even really fully blend into the yeah. midwestern vibe and then you come out to boston and that's a whole new vibe you i have would to blend say into that, that they fit into the midwestern vibe because like obviously my mom was born and raised there and like okay. so was my dad but like but i feel like the accent isn't the, they there were, well yeah the accent's different yeah. in the north versus the south midwest but oh, okay i think my mom my mom has always said that she had a lot of trouble fitting in in missouri like she really struggled with that she struggled to make friends she struggled to fit in she has always like told me about this it's just a very clicky vibe out there i don't really know why in missouri yeah like especially in the town that i'm from like in the area that i grew up in there's this saying and it's where did you go to high school because everyone knows and everyone judges you based off where you go to high school like if you if you're in a bar in the like greater st louis you know east missouri area people are gonna say where'd you go to high school and like they have like t-shirts wow. that say where'd you go to high school because it's like it's like a thing and like my mom always felt a little bit like ostracized i think because i mean obviously don't get me wrong guys she's just from michigan she's not like an immigrant from a different country but <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless like she always told me like you know i had trouble fitting in with all the white moms that like grew up together right because they you know might I mean? like, they must have gone to the same they high like, school yeah like a lot of them knew each other right. in high school because the culture isn't to go out out in the world and explore it the culture like we were just talking about this like it's just it's more of a culture of like you go there you stay there you work there yeah you raise a family there yeah i think that i think that, that the culture that culture is prevalent in a lot of parts of america okay like just in general but um yeah i would definitely say that there is that culture in places like you know like missouri like michigan like yeah because my mom even my mom and dad they both went to college down the street from where they grew up. Like they did not like when I decided to move across the country for college, they were both like, we don't know how to help you. You know what I mean? They were like, we've never done this before. Like, how are we going to get you like to this other state? Like it was just foreign to them. You know what I mean? No, totally. Even though like my dad had moved a couple times growing up, he lived in New Jersey, Massachusetts and Michigan. Yeah, he like, moved all over, huh? Yeah, he moved three times, like, growing up. Um, but he calls Michigan home, for sure, because he spent the most time there. Okay. Um, and then now, obviously, Missouri and Wisconsin. So he's moved around plenty. But just the idea of, like, moving out by yourself, I think, was very different to them. Because, obviously, like, he was moving with his family. And still now, like, when he moved to Missouri away from his family, it was with his wife, you know? Right. Like, it wasn't, So it was like, always very, like, safe in that way. Yeah, and I think for them it was really hard to fathom the fact that... Not fathom. That's like, quite dramatic for me to say. But, like, just to, like... Deal with. Deal with, yeah. Like, they were just, like... It was very stressful, I think, for all parties. And oh they were, God. like... I can't oh even God, imagine like, what your mom... Like, I know how your mom is. She gets very yeah. anxious Aww, with, like, you a... going alone. and Yeah. Oh. So, like, the fact they that you're really moving stressed. to a new city is, like, it must have been, like, so much for her, like, very stressful. Yeah. It was definitely a lot for them. Um, 
And again, I don't want to make my experience sound like so dramatic and crazy because I know that there are people that like move all the way across the world. Like somebody raised in like, I don't know. India or something. Botswana. And then they move to like Mexico. Like I know that there are much crazier transitions with much crazier stories, but still just from my perspective. No, totally. Um, But yeah, I definitely think it was a tough adjustment for my mom and dad. Um, But they were definitely really supportive of it. Like they've always been super supportive of like me branching out and going off on my own. And my mom, like before I left for school, she like sat me down and told me how brave she thought I was, which was really sweet. It oh, like makes my heart like well up a little bit. But she like sat me down and she was like, I just think what you're doing is so brave. Like and like I was literally just like going to college, like just like everyone else. But like she was like, I think it's so cool that you're just like taking a chance and just like fucking off to Boston. Like, yeah. <laughs> But it was really sweet. To I, hear that I think her. the fact that it was something that. What, ha, that your family hadn't really done that much already so like you grew up in, a, in an environment where like that wasn't super that wasn't Common. something that already something that had already happened like my parents did fuck off to some random place like my yeah. mom went from spain to here my dad yeah. went from mexico spain to Cali. so i have that yeah. desire to do that because i saw your them family, do that yeah they've always done it but and for you for the culture in the boston area I would yeah say. that's true but you did it even though you grew up in an environment where that wasn't necessarily encouraged i feel like yeah. it makes it so much more brave thank you i mean yeah like my friends like my friends are amazing let me just start there but i think a lot of them stayed pretty close to home and there's nothing wrong with that i also they're amazing people and they loved their college experience and sometimes i was jealous because they would get to like come home for all the breaks and stuff and like long weekends and all hang out and i was always like man i wish i was there hanging out with them but i'm like thousands of miles away but um yeah it's just different um yeah that's all i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) but you've made one hell of a journey out of it haven't you adventure that's for sure i would not change a thing about it yeah i'm excited for more (laughs) oh my god so what are you up to these next couple months like how are you feeling about italy and okay okay so let me just inform the audience yeah i know right we have an obligation yeah you're like winking at me like what are you doing because i don't want to make you talk about something that i already know no but i'll talk about it with the audience yeah this third person that is the audience that we're we're speaking to the the, the second listener yeah of my podcast exactly um so I am going abroad. I'm going to study abroad for my last semester of college. Um, I'm studying abroad in Padua, Italy. It's like a 20-minute train ride outside of Venice. So it's in like the northeast area of Italy. Um, I'm really excited. I feel like this is one of those things that I just kind of always saw for myself. I've kind of talked to you about this before, but there are certain, certain things in my life that I always saw coming to fruition for myself. Being a Haydnet is one of them. Like I just always, like from the time I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to be a Haydnet someday. Like no one can tell me otherwise. That's what I'm going to do. It's going to happen. I'm going to put in the work and it happened, you know, but studying abroad in Italy was another one of those things that I kind of always said. I've always loved Italian. I've always thought the culture was so fascinating. I am technically Italian. Um, Romano, I mean. Oh yeah. Gabriella. I mean, come on, but I'm definitely very like American Italian. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like whitewashed is my favorite. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But Italians are white, but (laughs) bleached. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Bleached Italians. (laughs) 
yeah like i'm very american italian yeah. but like it is obviously a part of my dna a part of my culture like you know certain ways i was raised but you're but not in touch with it yeah no like i'm not gonna like go back and visit a grandparent in italy or anything right. but um yeah so i always wanted to learn the language i mean i remember downloading duolingo when i was probably like 10 or 11 12 maybe like oh god wait it was definitely like 11 or 12 when i first got like an ipod oh my and, god like, fucking around the little blue it. one no because that one you couldn't get duolingo oh, on right, right. Yeah. maybe i'm totally wrong i don't want to be like butchering this like what if duolingo came out in like 2016 it's okay it doesn't matter okay yeah it doesn't matter but anyway i remember downloading language apps yeah on my first ipod and like trying to learn, to learn italian because i really wanted to learn it and then when i got to high school they didn't have italian and i was super upset but they had latin so I took Latin in high school, which I loved, let me just say. Really? Oh, I loved my Latin class. My Latin teacher, shout out Mr. Smith, is one of the coolest people I've met. He is so cool. He's one of those people that like, I'm mad I don't have his phone number because randomly like I'll see something and be like, oh, I wish I could text Smith about this. <laughs> but he's so cool. And all of my siblings had him in Latin class. Really? Yeah. So he knows your whole family inside He knows my out. whole family. Oh, yeah. Like Alexis took it. Christian took it. Yeah. He used to call me triple sow cow. <laughs> just like an ice skating move. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. He was funny. For Halloween one year, I dressed up as him. Uh-huh. and we both like we were wearing the same outfit that's amazing it was really funny i have pictures of it you guessed his outfit no I, or did you <laughs> coordinate even weirder but he brought a pair of jeans and like a shirt to school and to i wore them for oh, me like he brought them for amazing. me to wear for a second i thought he dressed up as you no 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 like he wore like a pair of clothes that he had a matching set of oh and he brought that's it so and funny it. do you have a pic i'm sure you have a picture i do i'll show you yeah but um Anyway, so I took Latin and I yeah. loved it. And he was always talking about Italy and how Italy's so cool and how he loved his time in Italy. And like, it just made me even more want to like study abroad there. And I always, really, I always thought I was going to minor in Italian. Obviously, that didn't happen just with like, you know, the pandemic and like all of these unknown factors that happened in college. But I'm really glad that I'm getting to like go there and study abroad there and live there oh my god you're gonna have a blast i mean I'm venice really alone like being able to see venice before it sinks, sinks. <laughs> no yeah but like it's gonna be yeah. amazing yeah my aunt and uncle actually used to live in padua like, is this the exact city your that I'm dad's going to. side of the family no um so funny story my mom and her sister both married italian people okay. so despite the fact that my mom's side of the family is not italian my cousins and my like aunt and uncle on that side like are italian okay like my mom's sister okay my aunt she is a hundred percent not italian <laughs> but, but she speaks perfect italian yeah. and she lived in italy for a long time and most of the italians that have met her like say she speaks better italian than a lot of italians Whoa. like she's so good at it like i text her now and we only text in italian wait well, how come she knows it so well she as soon well she took it all through college yeah. and as soon as she graduated college she moved there to teach italian speakers english oh wow So she's really good at it and that's how she met her husband who's swiss italian he's swiss no <laughs> her brother is but it's okay oh, her right. her husband is oh right right right. You, sorry you met yes. them yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah so that's why like my mom's nieces and nephews are italian and obviously so are my dad's nieces and nephews but like my dad is italian my mom's not anyway uh, doesn't really matter those are all logistics but um yeah they used to live in padua outside of venice and okay. growing up my uncle has always told me my uncle he's always been like oh like 
Venice is gross. Like, you don't want to go there. Like, the water the stinks. Water it smells nasty. so bad. Like, because he's always saying, like, that he used to live there. And I, I don't know. I was always kind of like, shut up. Like, <laughs> at least you went to Venice. Right, right, right. <laughs> you have to see it for yourself. Yeah, yeah. But, um. I'm trying to think of yeah. like things because I obviously you know I went there but like I don't really remember where much. in Italy were you again I went to I stayed um outside of Milan or in oh, okay. Milan nice and then we would just go to like Venice sometimes. and how old were you I I want to say like like 11 or 12 okay and you stayed there for like a year with the host family right no it wasn't a year it was just a summer oh that's right it was like my mom just had a friend and I went to her house and she was just gone. So I just stayed with the grandma. Yeah. Like you stayed with your mom's friend's grandma. Yes. That is so adorable. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, for one, you're going to eat a lot because you're staying with a host family, which like I feel like European pe- European people show family. love. Yeah. European. What are you excited to eat? To meet. Oh, yeah. To your, ho- your host family. My host family. <laughs> you're going to eat meat? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm um, a vegetarian. <laughs> no, but they're going to they're gonna, like feed you like crazy oh, because sure. like I'm that's so how european european people like show love. show love it's also how southern people show love so oh yeah i forgot about that <laughs> so you're not you're not unfamiliar no, to the uh, the culture oh definitely not yeah um, um but i little side bit actually yeah. i uh tell i always tell people this story that isn't true actually but don't don't tell them that wait what <laughs> okay go ahead um i always tell them that i was in like one of those gondolas one time and that i fell into the like the water. Why do you tell people that? To get attention, I think. Wait. Do you actually tell people that? When I was younger, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I've never heard you say that. Well, yeah, because I don't tell people now because it's not true. Oh, well, that's good that you've learned and grown and not you don't <laughs> say it anymore. I think a but, lot of people tell stories that aren't true. You think so? Yes. I don't. I definitely think I do. I don't uh-huh. think that I tell stories that are flat out lies. Like I think I'm you not, exaggerate. Yeah. Like I'm not like I've been to the Philippines. Like clearly right. I've never been to the Philippines. But I definitely think well, and I think the thing about me is I will tell you a story exactly how I think it went down. And somebody else who was there might hear that story and be like, that is such a dramatic version of the tale, but that is my perception of the situation. Right, right, right. <laughs> like i am just a super dramatic person yeah you are yeah and so i don't think that i'm like out to like lie or trying to be super exaggerated Mm. like just exaggerate these stories so much i think just like i perceive things to be super dramatic no totally when i retell my version of the story it's gonna be super dramatic i also exaggerate but i think i don't actually remember i think i just do it because it makes the story better okay nice yeah. yeah i mean like everyone does is the thing like, like if i ever not... tell you a story with a number divide that number by like two <laughs> and that's probably close to the real number seriously <laughs> yeah you're so funny yeah no but i think yeah i think everyone does that yeah no it's normal and people like to get a little bit of attention it's natural yeah yeah but i think i think sometimes like like I've always felt like sometimes I'll tell a story wrong on accident, like not necessarily like on purpose, like just like I'll accidentally tell a story wrong. And then people are inclined to think that, oh, like she's lying. Right. But it's like, I'm like, no, I just like fucked up the story slash like exaggerated something. That must feel 
annoying well and now it's gotten to the point where like i'm really self-conscious of that like i'm always like very aware of the fact that i might be over exaggerating so i like try really hard not to we've talked about this before where like you'll do that like you'll like underplay a story because you're so scared you're gonna over exaggerate it Mm, like yeah and i think sometimes i'll be saying something that's completely true and i get super red in the face and i get because i'm anxious because i'm like this person's not gonna believe me so i just get super red in the face and really anxious because i'm like they're gonna think i'm lying like even if it's something like literally the other day i was in my marijuana class i'm taking a writing class all about marijuana And we were looking at the different boroughs of Massachusetts and the two girls I was in a group with that we were looking at the boroughs of Massachusetts, they were like, oh, like the one girl was like, I'm from China. And the other girl was like, I'm from Texas. And they were both like, we know nothing about Massachusetts. And I was like, well, like I'm from Missouri, but I've actually lived all over Massachusetts. Like I just kind of have a unique situation where more. Yeah. You've experienced Massachusetts more than like a lot of people in some ways. Yeah. I mean, just like house hopping in Massachusetts. Yeah. When I used to be a figure skater, like when I would have practices during like the summertime, I would just crash on people's couches and things. So right. I, I kind of lived all over and I said this to them and unfortunately the teacher overheard. So of course he was like, oh, like where have you lived? And I told him, I was like, oh, like I stayed in, I've lived in Lexington. I've spent a lot of time in Randolph, a lot of time in Salem, Beverly, like uh, Waltham, Wayland, Massachusetts, Norwood. Marlboro, Norwood, um, Andover, like I, I've just kind of been all over Falmouth. Like there's a lot of places that I've crashed for extended periods of time and just like really experienced, like living like a local in those places, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, um, as I was saying it, I got super red in the face, not because it, I was lying. Like I was completely telling the truth, but I just like had this overwhelming feeling of like, Oh my God, this teacher's going to think I'm lying. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I, it's no, so I totally weird. Get it. It's so weird and random. No, but I, I was totally like, get it. I was like, he's going to think that I'm making this up to like get attention, get attention or like sound like I know the most about this topic. Totally. And I wasn't trying to say that at all. I was just like, we were basically looking at the boroughs of Massachusetts and it was a map of like, you know, which, counties were republican which counties were democrat and also which counties like voted to legalize marijuana and which counties didn't and we were kind of comparing those things and these girls were just like i have no idea like none of this looks familiar to me and i was like oh like i've actually lived in a lot of these places and then of course he was like really where'd you live and i was like oh no (laughs) my brain just like immediately was like he thinks you're lying yeah even if you didn't well obviously you don't have control over that initial reaction but i think that it's kind of funny because I think that that thought popping into your head almost makes, and you were like reacting to it, almost makes people want to doubt you more exactly. because they can see, they can see it, it and on they can your hear face. It in your voice. Absolutely. Yes. And then I get more stressed. Yes. Because I'm like, now they think I'm lying. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm just like, yeah. It, and it's happened a few times, especially in situations where I need it to not be happening. You know what I right, mean? Right, because you're nervous about it. I mean, that wasn't a huge deal. Like, whatever. Who cares if I think my professor doesn't think I actually lived in all those places. But I can see how... If you're listening to this, I have lived in all those places. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in your class, Mr. 
which we is can call him Seth. I feel Seth. like I'm gonna go ahead and say that we could call him Seth. He was cool. I <laughs> really liked guy. him. Oh my god, he is so funny. Every day he, he teaches closed... the coolest classes. Oh my god, yeah. Marijuana activism classes, like all those classes are amazing. Yeah, he teaches actually a couple of marijuana based classes. Oh, wow. mine is called the history of marijuana in America. So right now we're talking a lot about the war on drugs, but um, he teaches like another class called like marijuana and economics, and yeah. it's like a questrum class. Uh-huh. Um. And then obviously he taught your class, which was like an activism class. Totally. So he just teaches a lot of really cool things. But um, <laughs> oh, I didn't even catch that one. You're starting to catch <laughs> on to it on your own. <laughs> but every day he closes class and he says, and that, my beautiful cherubs, we'll have to wait until next week. I'll see you guys later. Have a great weekend. I remember him saying shit like that now. It's so funny. It is so beautiful. Like every class. And that, my beautiful cherubs, like it's so, I love it. Yeah. And he, and he just taught me so much. He, he made me realize that like, that what matters, well, I, okay. So I took an activism class with him for those of you that don't know. And basically the class was, there was no exams, no homework, but basically all you had to do was like work in some sort of activism and write a paper at the end of it. Like a joke of a class really, but it just made me realize like, it changed my perspective on like education and mm-hmm. I just, I'm so grateful that I got to have him as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Such a cool guy. No, he's a really cool guy. And he's so funny. Like he just says shit that's so out of pocket. Like in the middle of our class, he was talking about like how the Questrom writing class teachers basically don't teach you anything. And then he was like, and they still get paid more than me. Just like <laughs> under his breath. <laughs> And the whole class like was laughing and he was like, oh, sorry. Like he doesn't even realize that like he's going to get a reaction. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's hilarious. I know. It was so funny. And like he just says stuff like that. He's like, that's all they teach you. And he goes, and they still get paid more than me. (laughs) That is so funny. (laughs) And like he's made a lot of comments about how he doesn't like Questrom. So one of the past few classes, I looked at him and I was like, you really have it out for Questrom, don't you? And he was like, you know, I guess I do. And then he went into this whole tangent about why he doesn't like Questrom. Really? And why he thinks that the new, like, data analytics building is, like, such a slap in the face. And, like... Oh, my God, really? (laughs) Yes. He just went on this whole rant. And I was just sitting there with, like, my jaw open. I was like... (laughs) Wait, what? why the data analytics building? So, he was... Do you mind pouring me some more rosé while I I talk about this? Thank you. He was basically talking about how he's been like kind of like doing his own form of activism and like trying to get BU to pay the professors gotta get the wine pour this episode is brought to you by general rosé wine not any particular brand but damn good rosé yeehaw and we're back <laughs> and we're back <laughs> wait this one's on so anyway um he basically was talking about how stop so good stop (laughs) not asmr you gotta sell the ad god (laughs) damn it all right go ahead oh yeah dude joe does that i know i know i heard it oh okay that's on one of your deleted episodes okay yeah anyway um so he was talking about the data science building. And for those of you who don't know, there's this new building on BU's campus. And we all lovingly call it the Jenga building. 
because this building is probably the ugliest piece of architecture to grace the face of Boston. It's pretty bad. It just looks like... Even when it's done, like it looks a little, a little bit better now that it's done, but it still looks pretty bad. It's still pretty bad. Yeah. Like, I, I hate it. That's all I have to say. Anyway, I think branching into the data sciences is wonderful, and I think it's a great idea. And But basically, my teacher was saying that he's been like you know like not arguing but like what's a better word trying to convince BU to like raise negotiating yeah negotiating a salary for himself and like other professors have been doing this too because BU is fucking loaded and the fact that they don't pay their professors more is kind of silly and he's been like you know emailing them about that like negotiating salary and they keep denying it or whatever and then like he said something funny he's like i'll get like an email from bu because he's a bu alumni and he's like and they'll send me an email asking me to give them money and then the next email i get is like them denying me a salary raise (laughs) (laughs) and i thought that was so funny but he was talking about how the data science building is kind of a slap in the face because it's like they're not willing to like put in the work for the stuff they already have and like improve what is already there Instead, they're just going to, like, add to the problem and add another, like, new shiny thing that they're right. not going to, like, upkeep. It's a total money grab, really. Because I think, like, I think what they're trying to do is, like, they're trying to create an image. Yeah. Like, they're building this shiny new building that's geothermally powered. It is, but, like, they just love to be able to say that. Yeah. I mean, it's all about, like, the image. Right. Because really you're just trying to get people to give you $280,000 to go there. So I don't know. Sometimes I just get like, I get annoyed at them because they're just like, they, like you said, they're not really investing in like the things, the things and the problems that they have. They're just like building up. Let's talk about how a bunch of the like more freshman style dorms don't have AC. Oh my God. They're like old as shit. Like, they waste. They probably waste so much money on like heating because the Warren is a constant sauna. Yeah, no, like the. I mean, it's better that they have you know warming devices. <laughs> it's better that they have heating systems, obviously, because we live in Boston. But with global warming and it getting significantly hotter, especially having like summer courses, like all of the high school students are in Warren Towers. There is no AC in there. Like, those poor kids are dying. A friend of mine that I met in my summer course who's part of the high school program, he lives in Warren Towers, and he was quarantined there with COVID. Like, are you fucking kidding me? There's no AC. Like, that's awful. He sits in a box all day and just, like, heats up like he's in a microwave. So, like, for them to just be like, oh, we're going to add this beautiful new data science building. Like, let's talk about all of the other problems you need to right. fix before you start talking about these new beautiful things. Oh my things God, totally. You. No, you said it. Yeah, I mean, that's just like capitalism in general, but... <laughs> I know, it really is. Let me step off my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> my parents are performative capitalists. What no. is it? <laughs> performative okay, no, liberals. stop, stop, stop. No, we can't talk about this on the podcast. (laughs) This is such a breach of privacy. Okay. What was the term, though? Performative liberals. Yes. Performative liberals. Anyways. (laughs) um, Yeah, no. uh, 
I I'm great, I, and and I know I'm very privileged. So obviously that's why I'm here criticizing higher education. But God damn, do I? I just I really don't like BU. I mean, I love BU. Like I had. So I much like fun. being in Boston, but I don't like BU as an institution. Yeah, is all. Um, can I do a little sidetrack for a second? Do it. Can you promise you'll cut this out? Yeah. Or can we pause it? We can pause it. Pause it. Have you ever had mints in hot weather? Yeah, I have. Have you ever noticed that they get like really sticky and gooey and then you can't get them out of the wrapper? Oh my God. Yes. It's so frustrating. It's like, I just want to have a mint. Yeah. That's why I bought the mint cooler. Tell me more. It's um, cooler, really, and it's the size of a package of mints, and you carry it around with you like a purse. That sounds awesome. And it keeps your mints cool for about, like, two hours. Tell me where to buy one. Um, you can buy it at Target, but the real deal is on Amazon. No way. You can get it for $499. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks for telling me. Of course. You seem incredibly convinced and I can tell you're going to go buy it after this podcast. Buy mint coolers at mintcoolers.com. Now back to the podcast. And we're back. And we're back. I would just like everyone to know that that ad was completely improvised. So don't judge us. <laughs> it wasn't improvised. That's a real company. Oh yeah, we wrote it. Yeah. We sat down and we wrote that script. Yeah. That's the best we could do. <laughs> Isn't that kind of sad, guys? <laughs> Don't say guys as if anyone's listening to this. <laughs> you know it's like hey, Joe. Ma- hey, you. I know Joe. you're listening. It's like Joe and maybe Raquel. Joe doesn't even listen to ben. it. Joe doesn't listen? I don't think Joe listens to it. Fuck you, Joe. Fuck you. No, um, <laughs> I think it's you. Yeah. And if I post it on my story, like the episodes I upload, then I'll probably get like three or four or five. No maybe. way. Yeah. Awesome. I can show you like the little stat thing. Yeah, later. please show me yeah, your so stats. You can I'd see, like, like to see each that. episode, which one got the most oh my attention. God, that's so cute. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I've been thinking like, oh my gosh, if I post it on my story, will he get more views? Probably, because people will at least look at it. Yeah. I, or I would say like probably like 1% of your followers will probably like just click on it. Yeah. Listen for like five minutes maybe. And then like 1% of that will like actually listen through yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, I think I have a lot of friends that would be that are pretty supportive. Like, I don't know, my friends have supported me through some crazy shit. You've been through some crazy <laughs> well, shit. That too. But um, I was thinking about Ben's podcast, and I feel like I get a little bit vulnerable on his. So I'm like nervous to post it on my story and be like, "Everyone, go listen to this," because right. I don't know if I want people to listen to that. No, totally. This one's been pretty like, like we've talked about some very interesting things so far. But it doesn't it doesn't go because I'm not. I don't dig that much. No, as, you really don't. Or as don't. much as Ben, as much as Ben does. No, I mean, th- well, that's that's the theme of Ben's podcast. Right. Is literally like it's all therapy. dependent on that. Yeah. yeah, it's like exploring deeper emotions and like talking about these things. So like, it makes sense that I yeah. was like. It doesn't mean that I don't want to have those deeper conversations. No, I no, just no, no. think that I don't they think they come you have, up on their own. Yeah, and I think that like the point of your podcast, your podcast's theme is just very different. Yeah. Like it's not necessarily about having those deep conversations yeah which is I, fine i mean th- yeah I, 
I kind of just I still want to do that thing where like I talk to somebody that's like super different than me and like yeah you especially should. with like hot button topics like yeah. things that are like really get people on edge and like trying to find understanding in topics that on the surface appear like there is no yeah. understanding. I have a couple friends that you could really that because yeah, I would you really to, should yeah that, you that have very different opinions <clears throat> from that would actually be huge. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it would also just make me a better person. Absolutely. Um, and for anybody that listened, would maybe get where both sides are coming from. Yeah. And I think in today's climate, that's like kind of huge. Yeah. But yeah. Oh. Fill me up, bitch boy. Shit boy. Shit boy. For every one of the pours that we do, we get paid like $2 million. Yep. From yeah. that guy that From was that like, guy. <laughs> are you coming in? Wait, who? Who are you talking about? The guy outside the packy store. Oh, right, right, right. The liquor store. Drink it, drink it. You've got 30 seconds. What? Well, because he's like, come in. You have 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. Drink yeah, it, yeah. drink it. <laughs> the people that pulled in after us, I thought he was going to be like, you have a minute. Because when I ran into this liquor store, to reference the story from earlier, yeah. he was like, you have one minute. And I was like, oh my God. And I like ran in all stressed. It was like frantically running around. And then he was like, okay, miss, what, what would you like? Like he could tell that he like stressed me out. And he was like, the wine's over there. And I was like, thank you. But then two people came in after us and he looked at them and he was like, you have 30 seconds. And oh my God. Yeah. This guy like stumbled out of his pickup truck and was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like this guy's like a drill sergeant just running some liquor store. In, like, I know. Cause he probably Randolph, just Massachusetts. They're closing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it was like close. It was it was pretty late. Um, no, I respect his hustle. Oh, no, me too. And he was nice about it. No, he was super funny. It was really yeah. funny. <laughs> we actually, we went to Quincy Quarry's for dinner today. Oh, it was really so nice. So any of you mass holes out there, if you haven't been to Quincy Quarry's, mm. you got to check it out. No, you should. It's beautiful. Like there's these like really large rocks and there's so much spray paint, like nice art, like yeah, not well, shitty, like... I mean, a lot of it's pretty Okay, shitty. there's a lot of <laughs> shitty stuff. But the fact that there's so much <laughs> shitty stuff makes it nice. Yeah, no, it's it's a vibe. It's really cool. I don't know if any of you have been. If you have, you definitely know what we're talking about. I've been a few times to, like, eat dinner there. Like, what, this was probably my third or fourth time. And, um... I'm it's, not your it's first? Cor- no. Sorry. It's okay. Super awkward. Didn't Anyways, save you were myself saying. for marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a quarry, obviously. But, um... So there's just like a grass field in the middle and like all these huge rock formations that go super high up and they're all like spray painted and people like go climbing on them. Like there were people like fully like rock climbing. Yeah. Like with uh, like all the gear, Blaine What's and stuff. What's called like carabining? Uh, yeah. Carabine, car- carabiner is like something is they use. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. But they he, they had the full ensemble basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like you can see this beautiful view of like the whole skyline of Boston from where you are. And you can also, I didn't realize this cause we climbed to like a different area than I had been to today and you can even see the ocean. So we were just like watching the sunset over Boston and like the ocean and it was so beautiful. So check out Quincy Corey's and this is our real ad for hashtag Quincy oh, this Corey's. Is legit. Yeah. And if this you're, if you're thinking about taking a date there. Um, that you've met on on some dating app. Definitely go before a, Ooh, a significant amount yes. of time before sunset because once the sun is set, it gets a little bit shady. 
the needles make an appearance. We definitely walked by a couple yeah. shooting up heroin while we were there. It was pretty <laughs> sus. But that's okay. That's okay. Because we had a great time. To each their own. Yeah. Yeah. But get help. Anyways. Uh, anyways. Um, yeah. So definitely check it out. I think one of the next places on our list is definitely... Wait, I'm going to say it just like the guy said it. Mm-hmm. Fort Hall. You guys ain't ever been to Fort Hall? Is that how he said Fort it? Hull? Fort oh, Hall? Oh, Fort Hall. Fort Hall. Right. We we ran into these two dudes who were definitely fucked up. Super Bostonian. You know what I mean? Cigarettes and, in hand. Oh, my God. Yeah. But they were definitely fucked up on some other stuff, too. Yeah, probably. And we were climbing down the quarry. And I was like, do you guys know how to get to this side of the quarry? And they were like, oh, yeah. You just take the path around that way. And they were like, you guys ever been to Fort Hall? The Fort Hall? The Fort Hall? And I was like, I, I, I don't even know what that is. Like, yeah, I didn't I, know. I don't know what you're saying. And me and Alvaro were just looking at him. And his friend goes, he means Fort Revere in like a very non-Boston. Right. Like, like he clearly he knew could tell that, that we, we were had not, no idea what yeah. his buddy was saying. But they were telling us about this place called Fort Revere Hull or like Fort Revere and Hull. I'm not actually sure how it's pre- like what you call it, but I'm pretty sure it's called Fort Revere. Right. And I was like, oh, I think I have heard of Fort Revere because the guy just said Fort and Hull. But he was like, Fort and Hull. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fort and Hull. <laughs> it was really funny. It was. Okay, I'm going to stop saying that. Typical Boston accent. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. super thick Boston accent. And they were telling us about it and how it's like haunted and you can go hiking there and it's super cool. Oh, yeah. There was like spirits or something Yeah, like he that. was like, they filmed the Ghostbusters there. Yeah. And his friend was like, no, they didn't. <laughs> 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 and then he was like, yeah, they filmed... He's like, Ghost whatever. Adventures there. He's, he didn't even care. He's like, whatever. <laughs> he was like, whatever. They filmed something there. They filmed something there. Yeah. It was really. But it was quite, it was quite nice. Romantic. We brought some dinner. Um, yeah. Alvaro made me dinner, which was yes. very good. I made because out. I don't always make dinner. And when I do, I sometimes mess it <laughs> up. But not always. <laughs> to preface, I usually make breakfast for us. And one morning, Alvaro was so kind as to offer to make the scrambled eggs instead of me. And <laughs> when he went to pour pepper on the eggs, the peppercorn container was a little bit unscrewed. So it dumped the entire thing of peppercorns into the scrambled eggs. Did he start over? No. This man persevered. He kept going. So he served me a plate of essentially peppercorns with the side of eggs. And I ate it the whole thing yeah this is the thing because i'm a good girlfriend no this is the thing she i stopped i know she ate the whole thing i just kept eating it you were torturing yourself i was torturing i was so hungry at that point. that's fair yeah but i uh in our relationship i uh i'm trying to demonstrate that i am a viable cook and i think today no no, you are i am and i know that i just haven't had many actual displays you've never lived in a house or sorry you've lived in a house you've never lived like on your own with a kitchen yeah like the whole time you were in college you didn't really have an accessible kitchen yeah and i've spent two years at this point like living in a place with a kitchen right so you have your habits so i have my like meals that i make once you're living in a place like by yourself like without your mom to cook for you and like your grocery shopping and your cooking like you're gonna like your skill set will improve tenfold. You know no, what I totally, mean? No, totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You'll learn a lot. Mm. I mean, I was calling my mom all the time. The like 
first few weeks I was making food for myself being like, how do you make X, Y, Z? Really? <laughs> yeah. Like I bet she, she was sending send recipes. Oh, yeah. She was sending me recipes left and right. I still have them all saved in my phone. That was like the veggie lasagna I whipped out the other day. Oh, that was lovely. It's one of my mom's recipes. It was really good considering so good. it had no meat, which is something I tend to view in a negative way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Raquel and I were talking about this. Mm. Um, my current roommate at BU, she was telling me about how she used to like look at things that were like meatless or like vegetarian and be really turned off by it. And she was like, since moving to Boston, she's really like opened up to that stuff. Cause she's had a lot of really yummy veggie food. Yeah. I haven't quite had that many cause I just don't give it a chance. Yeah. I'm I feel a- like you turn yourself off to it. Oh, totally. I am a very, um, I'm a man of habit, man, <laughs> boy, man, boy. Can you hand me the napkin? I am a person of habit. So I tend to just like, get one thing that's good and then once i know it i just i can't help but fall into the pattern of like doing that because it won't let me down yeah i mean i get that there's comfort in what you know yeah like in habit and ritual totally um um that part of me extends to like other parts of my life oh it totally does yeah yeah i mean i, know I don't know you. if you've it noticed totally does yeah yeah i'm really into like being vegetarian sorry i don't know why i like built that up so much but yeah i'm (laughs) i'm vegetarian (laughs) i'm not a perfect vegetarian i was like fully vegetarian for like probably a year and a half and honestly like for a while there i was like getting close to being even vegan um because i was well i was living with a roommate who was vegan so it was pretty easy you know like it wasn't hard to like cut this stuff out of my diet and she also really taught me how to do it um shout out to libby he was a great example for like, mm. you know, what to cook for myself that is a vegan diet. But anyway, then I moved in with roommates who are heavy meat eaters and I love them all. But it's just like it's harder, you know, like when one of them would make a meal for everyone and it was like, oh, like there's like a lot of dairy in this. I was just kind of like, OK. And so slowly my diet kind of has you been kind of fell out back. of it a little bit. But now that I'm living like mostly on my own again, I'm really eating primarily vegetarian. Right, because you only let yourself buy the things that you want to eat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, no for sure. You know, your um, environment definitely like affects that. I was going to tell you, I used to do this thing with um, my dad and brother. Yeah. Because they, um, they're both pretty skeptical of like vegetarian and vegan foods and things like that. Mm-hmm. But my dad really likes this game now that we've started playing it where like my mom will make like i don't know like a fake meat burger patty and a real meat burger patty Mm -hmm. and we'll have them both try both and tell us which one they like more and it's not quite as cut and dry like she'll make like i don't know turkey tetrazzini and then she'll make one with tofu and one with turkey or she'll make like lasagna with fake meat and lasagna with real meat and like things like that and like We'll just give them something and basically not tell them which one is which. And then they have to try to figure it out. And sometimes they end up liking the vegan version more. Yeah. And it's really funny. My brother will get so mad. Oh, my God. I can totally see it happening. Christian gets so mad. My dad's usually pretty chill about it. He's like, that was really good. Like, he's, like, opened up to it a lot since we started doing this. Because once the experience is there then and he realizes that, he's like, oh. I do like this. Yeah, He's like, oh, that was really a lot better yeah. than the other one. I think it just scares him to try the new thing. Yeah. A little well, bit. and I just want to put it out there. I may be vegetarian, but I fully admit that most vegetarian foods are not as good 
as like the regular meat versions. Like, trust me, a steak. Like, come on. You can't come beat it. On. Like, yeah. I, I totally acknowledge that like there is a lot of things that you just can't replace with a fake version. But I will say there are also a lot of things that are like like tofu and like halloumi and like all of these different like replacements for meat that are so yummy in their own right. And I think people just don't give them a chance. Yeah. And that's the thing about switching diets is like I think the reason it's so hard is because people are much more creative in cooking with the things that they like Mm. and not so much with the things that they don't like so like for example with me like when i make vegetables and stuff like that like i just i keep it super basic so it's it's not as appealing to eat it but there's so many recipes out there that are like amazing with vegetables and that if you like try them like it would work it just takes time to get like into it no for sure for sure yeah yeah so give veggie food a shot. It's yeah. better for you. And so they say. <laughs> no, it really is. No, no, it is. I yeah. don't I don't doubt that. I was like, I'll pull out the sources. Yeah, no, my dad's been doing a lot of like um like I know that um what's it called? The fake meat um beyond meat like that's not necessarily very good for you, but they didn't really make beyond meat with the idea that like this is good for you. They made it being like this tastes exactly like meat right. and it really does it tastes, it tastes exactly good. like meat the taste is a little nauseating though it's like too much i don't really like beyond meat yeah i mean sometimes like if i'm like oh i really just want a burger like beyond meat will do the trick but honestly it gives me tummy aches sometimes <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. make me feel good. i mean and yeah either just a real burger though let's be real like a real burger also makes my tummy ache um, no yeah but no yeah you have a very sensitive stomach for sure oh yeah i definitely do but my dad has um diabetes and so i know that like carbs and obviously sugar can be tough i don't remember what the other thing is that can be tough for him but i know he's been trying to integrate a lot of like the vegetarian diet into his diet lol because just because he's like trying to see if it changes his glucose levels at all he's just like been experimenting yeah my dad's also diabetic although yeah he is i didn't know that although i think his is he's not necessarily the greatest at like like he's not good at distinguishing what's healthy and not healthy because i remember one time (laughs) he told me he was like he's like yeah like i've been on this new vegan thing like i all i have for breakfast is like egg like a raw egg with like half and half milk <gasps> and like milk. Oh, raw. That's not. Okay. First of all, none of that is vegan. <laughs> Let's just start there. A raw egg with half and half and milk. Wow. No. Yeah. You vegan. He's hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny. But I do think that it's kind of part of the older generation. Like my cousins and I have talked about this in like, According to our grandma, like my mom's mom, her name's Susan. Shout out Susan. Uh, we call her Grammy or Mimi. Mimi, like, she would say, like, oh, like, it's so good for you. And it would be like a fucking hot dog from McDonald's. I'm sorry, McDonald's just definitely does not sell hot dogs. But, like, the A&W. Point, yeah. Yeah. And she'd be like, so good for you. Oh, my God. And we'd all be like, what? And, like, she could not go anywhere without having her diet Pepsi. Oh, 
my god anytime she came to visit my mom would like stock the fuck up in the fridge with the diet pepsis because mimi had to be drinking her diet pepsis if there wasn't soda in the house which first of all my entire family like my immediate family we do not drink soda so it was always weird to see like so much soda so much in soda in the fridge. <laughs> and if we didn't have it she'd be like do you guys have diet pepsi and we'd be like no and she'd be like diet cola <laughs> like as if it's like she's like you don't even have that she's like oh my gosh she's like she's l- settling for she's that like, yeah and yeah. it's still something it's that still you something don't have that we don't have <laughs> and she'd be like oh my god and she'd like always make us run to the store and get it but it was just so funny that like she thought that having like multiple diet coconut sodas a day was like fine like she was like this is a healthy lifestyle oh yeah totally no i think yeah older generations definitely have a very uh because i feel like they didn't know as much back then no they didn't and, and everything was were like being marketed everything as was like healthy. like rumors it was like oh i heard That's this is true. good or like without I saw the this internet like, like exactly like they were I just s- running around like well i guess coca-cola is good for Bro, me even with the internet it's okay, true. It's still it's, hard. There's like a whole new wave of like it's too much information. And yeah, and the it's another problem. But I definitely think like I it's mean, better. I don't know if I would say it's better. It's just different. Like it's a lot easier for me to verify stuff. Like if someone's trying to tell me that you know McDonald's fries are really good for you, I can go online and like research reputable sources and find some pretty good information. Right, Whereas, like, solid. At it least. would have been really hard for them to figure that out back then. Yeah. I mean, back then they probably couldn't have even figured out what actually went into McDonald's yeah. fries, much less whether or not they were healthy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. Oh, my now mom's I want some fries. Some fries. Oh, right now. Yes. I have popcorn. Is McDonald's open? Uh, we can check. Let me see. I doubt it. Hey, man. This McDonald's is open late. Beep. You ever go to that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I go to, it always, sometimes on Waze, it takes me to like a field when I try to go to this McDonald's. That ass? Yeah, like it gets fucked up with the directions and the highway. It's, op- it's a 24 hours. It's open. Um, We'll be right back. <laughs> Right after this quick word from our sponsor. Christmas tree, online therapy. You can get 24 hours of access to a free Christmas tree that you can look at when you're sad. And complimentary therapy that comes with it. And it will make you happy. Call 781-434-9101. That's 781-434-9101. Get Christmas tree help today. Today. Uh, oh. So I'm dumb and I don't really know how this works, but I thought we were just recording for a while but and we weren't. we weren't. But now we are recording live yes. on the road. Well, it won't be live when you listen to it, but we're on the road on our way to McDonald's. We are on my way to get me my fries. You will all be happy to know that my hunger will be satiated and I will get my McDonald's fries. Yeah, I don't know if that really does anything for the audience, but I'm glad that you're getting what you the want. The audience should be thrilled that I'm getting my Mickey D's right now. <laughs> Otherwise, the co-host goes on an absolute <laughs> rampage. <laughs> I just get a little hangry sometimes. Yeah. But we were just talking about how, like, uh, you know, a lot of people like will say shit that they think is good for you with food mm-hmm. and how it's like a generational thing. And even though my mom is not necessarily like an old person or she's not like super generation generationally behind, she'll like make these 
things up and she'll be like, oh, I read it in a magazine. And I'm like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. That's wrong. <laughs> and she gets so pissed when I question her naturally. Well, it's so easy to like call people on their bullshit these days because oh, yeah. you can literally just Google it and like find a source that will tell you the truth. <laughs> It'll they'll at least give you like, I don't know, like there are really good sources out there. Like, I don't know. Despite the fact that there is a lot of misinformation, I feel like when it comes to, like, what food is healthy, like, that's a little bit easier to sift through. Totally. Because, like, it's quantif- It's not a completely quantifiable, but it's, like, I mean, like, you could look up how much protein is in something, how much sugar is in something. Like, those are numerical values. Whereas, like, certain, like, political topics, like, that's very opinion-based. Oh, it's so, so it's a little bit harder to sift through the, the noise. Yeah, but the problem, though, with stuff that's, like, opinionated, though, like, politics and stuff like that, is that people still treat it, like, right or wrong. So oh, yeah, for sure. It's a problem because, like, I was actually listening to a podcast about this, and... Do you know where you're going? Yes. Okay. Um, And how, like, a huge problem is that, like, because we have this internet and we can, like, have this, like, stream of information that just reinforces what we believe we're not as trustful with people because they can be wrong so easily. So we're not like willing to let people educate us, which is like super important because you get an idea into like how people think their perspective. Yeah. And that's how you build like common ground. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely, I mean, I feel like this is just restating what a lot of people have to say about politics, but I feel like there's no middle ground anymore. Yeah. Like, it's just really far one way on both sides. It's been like that for a while. It's been like that for a while, and I think it just kind of progressively gets worse and worse. But I don't know. I don't really understand why. I, I wonder if the internet has something to do yeah, with it. Yeah, I was about to say, that's my biggest guess. Is yeah, that... I would definitely say so. Because you have access to so much information yeah. and so much, like confirmation bias happens on the internet yeah and then like what you're saying confirmation bias but like basically i also want to clarify that i am guilty of this like i don't want to oh, act everybody like is like it's it you, we're a victim of every of circumstance but like basically two people can get two worlds of information and they can completely not correlate yeah. at all yeah and it can it, it literally like it builds different realities for different people and where there's no common ground because there's enough information to like convince them otherwise so people aren't even willing to hear out anybody else or anything they have to say because they have all the information they need they get the news they see what they got they heard enough perspectives on exactly something even though it's really just like all the same perspective from different people's mouths about the same situation uh wait say that again like people will be like oh yeah like i read a lot of like news sources about this one situation and it's like but it's it's different news sources but they're all saying the same thing like it's all confirm confirming their belief like right. rather than challenging exactly it. and it's really important to listen to things that challenge your belief oh totally and and i feel not like, that i do i'm definitely bad I at this well, I, I do try but you're but... also bad at it because i feel like the like our phone okay not to sound super like old and like grandpa like but mm-hmm like your feed yeah. is trying to create more that's confirmation bias true. because yeah. that's how it's advertising things to you that that you want that you want and like perspectives that you they know you believe in of course 
because it, it, they know that it'll it'll get you hooked in certain ways. I don't know, and I mean, I don't know if I, honestly now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if that's actually totally true because I think things that get you heated, like if I heard something from the far right and it like pissed me off, like that would make me want to comment and spend more time on my phone and like look more into it. Also, well, I think it depends on what we're talking about here. True, this is a very vague conversation. So that far, we're okay. In my head, I'm, I feel like I'm talking about politics mainly. Oh, I know where we are. Yeah. Wait, do I? Uh, we're beep. Should Wait, I never be mind. saying this right now? I don't know where we are. Yeah, they're gonna triangulate you, bro. There's a H Mart in beep. Oh yeah. What? My sister is in love with H. Mart. Yeah, she's very into like Asian foods. Okay, this... Oh, oh, I do know where we are because that's the real school of music. This one might be closed, but oh. I know another one that is open. You know, I broke up with a guy in this parking lot. Are you serious? So yeah, fun fact. So we are at the beep. McDonald's. I was thought you were talking about the McDonald's that's off the highway. Yeah, we're going to go to that one. That's next. the one I thought. I'm about yeah. 99%. Yeah, so I smoked weed with um, Izzy Herbert. It's definitely closed, bro. Hello? Can I have food? Bro, come on. We're leaving. Okay, we're leaving. You see that picnic table over there? Yeah. I smoked weed with Izzy and her friend. Her friends. Doesn't matter. Her friend. His name? No, wait, because his name is interesting. It was like Toth or something. <laughs> No, seriously, I know that's the name from Avatar, but, like, it was something like that. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so this guy that I was seeing for a while, his name was Paul. Yeah. I'll just say that because it's a pretty generic name. But he was a friend of Izzy's from college, and basically things went south pretty quickly. I mean, we only saw each I say we dated. We saw each other for, like, two months. So we were never, like, official, nothing like that. We were just kind of, like, hooking up and hanging out, you know? But, um... He, like, did some kind of fucked up shit to Izzy. And I was like, I don't want to be, like, hanging out with you if you literally are going to be a dick to the friend of mine that introduced me to you. So I decided I was going to dump him and things were going to be over. And I had to dump him, like, a few times before he got the hint. Of course. But the first time we, like, tried to, like, I tried to cut things off like we came to the McDonald's parking lot and he and I had a long conversation and then later my friend Izzy came and like also talked to him and was basically like you were mean to me like this like I don't want to talk to you anymore um the whole thing was super awkward but it was so funny like oh looking back Izzy and I had some good times together but then later I he like didn't get the hint and I had to like meet up with him again so I met up with him at Pete's in downtown Lex. Oh my god. Yeah, and actually, um, the host family I was staying with at the time, their middle daughter, her name's Julia, she's a G. Shout out Julia. Julia dressed incognito, like literally got dressed up in like a stupid costume and sat in the back of the Pete's because I was too nervous to like do it on my own. So he and I were literally breaking up in the front of Pete's and like every now and then I would be like, I have to go to the bathroom and I would walk to the back and like Julia would give me a pep talk it's funny by that, the bathroom. It's funny that during the breakup you said, I need to go to the bathroom. Well, like it was like, a, but it wasn't just like, I was like, I'm breaking up with you. I need to go to the bathroom. It was just like, I don't think this is good anymore. Like we were having like a long like conversation. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. No, totally. It, yeah. It was just so funny. Shortly thereafter, that guy dropped out of college and stole his family's car. Oh my god, the moon looks so cool. Oh, it does. But as it was saying, he stole his family's car and he moved like... Oh, this guy. Yeah, I guy. forgot about Paul. Yes, yes, yes. I yes. hope he's okay. 
No, I hope he's doing well. Like, he was a sweet kid. He was just a little lost. But I think it's, from what I can tell on social media, it seems like he's really, like... Like it's working out for him? Yeah, like, I think, well... I mean, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully. But anyway, yeah, those were my wild times at the McDonald's and the Pete's. That's crazy. I mean, it's not that crazy, but... No, it is. It is crazy. Especially because I lived in the same town. Yeah, so, fun fact about me and Alvaro. um, I've been talking about this host family that I lived with. I was a competitive figure skater, which I think we sort of touched on a Mm -hmm. little bit. I was a competitive figure skater for, like, what, 18 years? Something like that? Like, a really long time, basically. And for a while, I was competing on a team here in Massachusetts. So... During my breaks from college, I needed a place to stay, like, over the summer and the winter breaks, like, spring breaks, just things like that, where, like, the dorms are closed and you don't really have anywhere to go. So I stayed with this family in Lexington, and they were the best, and I love them so dearly, and I still talk to them. But um, they actually lived down the street from Alvaro. So before I ever met him, I was, like, living at this house that's, like, down the street from him. And I just think that's so funny, because we didn't meet till our senior year of college. So I was like living down the street from you, your freshman and sophomore year of college, like during the summers and winters, that is. And then during our sophomore year of college, we actually lived in the same building and we didn't know each other. Wait, towers? Yeah, towers. Right. Yeah, we both lived in towers. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, and before either of us even went to BU, I, um, so this girl used to drive me to my ice skating practices before I had a car out here and her name was Erica. Shout out Erica. She's sick. And, um, one day, like, I was just super bored my first summer out here. Like, I had nothing to do. I didn't know anyone. And I was, like, sleeping on this girl's, like, recliner chair at her random apartment. She's super sweet, the girl that let me stay with her. But Erica was driving me to practice. And one day, Erica was like, do you want to come to school with me? So I went to high school for a day with Erica. Even It was her senior year. And, um, I went to Lexington High School and, like, went to classes and, like, just kind of fucked around on campus for a while. And, um, I took, like, a video, a couple videos and pictures on Snapchat. I actually got kicked out of the library for eating fruit snacks, which is so ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Those ladies will kick oh anybody out, though. Oh, my God. That was honestly, like, my first realization that, like, the East Coast is so much more strict than the Midwest. Oh, totally. Oh Everybody here God. has their he- heads up their butts. People are crazy, but I thought that was ridiculous. And then, um... I took a video of the marching man playing music because I was just like, oh my god, they're so bad. And Alvaro was actually in that marching band, like, playing music. Shout out march- <laughs> marching band. That was me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my funny little tidbit. I went to school with Alvaro for a day, and he had no idea who I was, and I had no idea who he was. I love stuff like that, you no, know? No, I know. It's crazy, like, when your paths are crossing. Or, they're, like, they're parallel, and then they cross. Yeah, like, I feel like our yeah. paths were quite parallel for a while. For a while, while yeah. And suddenly, they were like, boom! And then, uh, then we were forced to date each other. Disgusting! It's been, it's been <laughs> brutal, man. Oh, yeah. Worst yeah. year of my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you say that you've learned in this relationship as opposed Ooh, to other ones? That's a very good question. What have I learned? Um, I think you're the first person that I've dated that wasn't just a yes man, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you like to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think in the past, like I've dated people that really like, 
agree, pretty much disagree with what I have to say, but not in a good way, like in a way that like is very passive and like it's almost like, you know. It's boring. Well, I, that was going to be the second thing I was going to say, but yeah, I think um, like you do, you definitely challenge me, but you do a really good job of like keeping me on my toes like with your opinions and like i think sometimes we really don't see eye to eye on things like whether it be politics or just like random opinions that we have on things that we get into heated debates yeah. about but i feel like we both try to do a good job of like coming to a place of understanding and agreement and like moving past it and just realizing that we're not always gonna agree you know what yeah. i mean yeah well um, even though most of the time we do like fundamentally we agree but it's like we express our opinions in different ways and yeah. it sounds like we don't agree. Yeah, no, definitely. I would agree with that. Because um, a lot of times, like, we'll be, like, yelling and we'll be like, well, I think the sky is blue. And Alvaro will be like, well, I think it's aqua. And then we're both like, ah! And then eventually we both realize that we're saying the same thing. Right. Um, Except on much deeper conversations. Yeah, I mean, I just had to give, like, a... <laughs> we don't actually argue over the color of the sky. No, no. I shouldn't know. Um, but the second thing I was going to say is... Yeah. I really admire how, like, just interested in the world you are. Like, you're very fascinated with just everything. Mm. Um, and you do a lot of things. Like, you're a very multifaceted person. You have a lot of hobbies. You, like are always down to try new things like and you're definitely a go-getter in the sense that like you'll be like you know what i want to start a podcast and you'll do it like you don't just talk about it right. you do these things but um yeah like you're very interesting and you're super fun and i really appreciate that because i think i've definitely dated some guys in the past that like they're just they just weren't into that many things it was, right like, it was a little bit like slow and boring yeah, no, totally. Oh my god, the moon looks oh, so Oh, it looks beautiful cool right now. Well, I actually was talking to my therapist recently about you. You have a therapist. No. <laughs> <laughs> you must be crazy. You must be insane. No, therapy is good for everyone and we should all be Oh, therapy. it totally is. So you're going to say. Um, yes. So, I was talking to my therapist about you. About me? Yes, and all the physical abuse that you put okay. me on. Okay, Come I'm on. just kidding. Um, but um I think something Oh, no, it was Ben that I was talking to on the podcast. Sorry. Total fucking mix-up. You're mix confusing up. Ben in your therapist. Oh, that's actually hilarious. <laughs> oh, if that. the audience knew that Ben and therapists are basically one and the same, they would you get the joke. probably will, because your guys' audience is like Exactly. Yeah, so basically, um, I was telling Ben that I've learned a lot of stuff in this relationship. Mm. One of the biggest things is probably noticing when i'm arguing for the sake of being right really and proving someone wrong as opposed to actually listening to what you're listening saying and like and understanding like having a conversation yeah exactly. um just because i don't know i just i don't know because like it's, sometimes it's like an urge for me and it just jumps up and i feel like with you it's i've noticed it yeah, and I think I also definitely call you out on it, too. Yeah, you... Yeah, do you call me out on it? I do. I'll be like, bro, you're not even, like, making any sense. Like, I'll be like... Like, I definitely will be like, you just want to be right. Well, you'll do, yeah, yeah. And and I love that we have no problem disagreeing with each other. Although, I think it's easier for you to disagree with me than it is for me to disagree with you. What do you mean? 
Like, I think I'm more of a yes man than you are. Really? Yes. Um, yeah, I would say so. But I also think that that kind of comes from the fact that I have pretty strong beliefs. Yeah. And I think that sometimes, not that you don't, because you do have strong beliefs, but I think sometimes, like, your beliefs are a little more, like, malleable. Like, you might be like, um, I kind of think this. And I might be like, I actually disagree. And then you're like... Oh, yeah, actually, I agree with you. Right, but sometimes I switch my opinion just because I don't have enough Is that to back fucking my... snow? No, that's a rock. That's a rock. I'm sorry. All right, we're going to continue this conversation about five seconds as soon as we order food from McDonald's. Oh, we're leaving this on. Yeah, no, I know. We're I'm just... recording our McDonald's order. What are you going to get? Um, I don't even know if I'm going to get anything, bro. I have, I, have sh- I have shit at home. Yeah, I'm good, honestly. Okay, you well. Hi, um, can I get a large fry? Okay. Anything else? Um, no, that'll be it for us. Thank you. All right, you. sounds good. Four ninety one. What the inflation? So yeah. Um. Yes, Anyways. I've definitely noticed that I am a bit of a yes man, and I think I'm getting better at just sticking with my opinion a little bit more with you. But I'm not saying like I don't. I don't think saying that you're a yes man is fair. I don't think that's no, a fair No, I'm not assessment. a yes man. No. I just, I am agreeable I, with very strong-willed people. Yeah, but I think also sometimes you just hear a different perspective and you're like, oh, I never thought about that. That's also true. But like, it's not necessarily like a bad, like, you're not like wishy-washy. You right. just like, you're like, oh, I didn't think of it like that. Which is, by the way, it is absolutely okay to change your opinion on something and be like, oh, I was wrong. No, totally. Even if you it is. super strongly In fact, it. I think it takes like a kind of a... It takes a big person. And that's yeah. why I was going to say I admire you for that. Because I think it's cool that you can be like, oh... It's hard sometimes, man. I know. <sighs> I know. I have a lot of trouble with that. I mean, everybody has trouble admitting yeah. they're wrong. But switching your opinion on something. I Which, feel... by the way... Yeah, go ahead. I have something to tell you. Tell me. That I was wrong about. What? I almost don't want to say it on the podcast. Tell me. I feel like people are going to You can't judge bring it up me. and not say it. What? Uh, um, remember how we got in like, not an argument, but just like a discussion about the government taking your information. Yes. And you said that you didn't care because there wasn't like anything you could do to really like stop yeah, it. Essentially, the conversation that we had a few times was that like, you know, the government takes your information. Like, do you care? And I, I was kind of under the belief of like no i don't care because there's nothing nothing i can do about it and also i'm not i have nothing to hide and i'm not important enough for the government to get any to really be looking at me like there are other people that they're way more attentive to yeah was essentially my argument and alvaro was definitely i mean i'll let you say your piece i mean i was yeah i was just like it does scare me and it matters yeah yeah and it's not even just governments like now that i think about it it it, businesses too it's businesses i don't trust businesses like they make every decision based on money yeah so why wouldn't they make something that compromises their users like a decision that compromises their users for money so that's what i wanted to say is that i think i i take back what i said before Uh i do care and i do think it's actually a bad thing because i understand more now that they really do use it for your detriment like they take your information and they use it to like manipulate your beliefs and like like 
change alter what you see on social media and like to like make sure that you're getting like information that's like confirming your biases and like it's just it's like a vicious cycle and i just want to say that i was wrong and you were right wow is that what that feels like (laughs) no thank you for admitting that that's very big of you um, I mean, not really. What, why? Why is this coming up? This was months ago. Like, how- I know. I was just thinking about it, like, because earlier we were talking about like confirmation bias, and I had been meaning to bring it up because I have been recently just like thinking about it more. I do oh, still want to say though, yeah. like, I have a couple of friends that'll be yeah. like, "I'm not going to share my location with you because I don't want the government to see what I'm doing." Yeah, and that's the that's the thing that gets me because i'm like the government fucking knows where you are like it doesn't matter if you throw your cell phone in the charles river the government is gonna fucking find you oh no yeah these apps are still gonna have data on you unless you literally don't have any form of like device or social media like the government is going to find you they're right. going to take down information on you like right. it is inevitable so don't pretend like you're so hidden because you don't turn your location on on find my oh friends. no yeah and and i and i i see that as like night naive evity naivety yeah, whatever naive. naivety like naive. yeah like it is totally naive to think that just because you turn your location off in one app that it, like it's bullshit because like well and also just you, that like like, obviously, I understand that businesses are stealing your info, but, like, yeah. the government is not actively tracking your location. Sure, they probably, like, could if they wanted to, but right. you're not important enough. No. You yourself, you are not on the government's watch no, list. No, of course not. I promise they are looking at of more important not. people. No, totally. But the thing is, though, if if you were yeah. on their bad side, they could destroy your life. Yeah, they really could. They really could because... But doesn't that comfort you a little bit knowing that the people that are like you know out to get us like because i mean i'm thinking of like like a school shooter right like that's clearly like a person that is fucked up and is making bad decisions and will probably make more bad decisions right and that's somebody that i am really okay with the government being able to hunt them down and find them right like that doesn't bother me that makes me feel better oh yeah of course because they're but then again like when you think about somebody that could be in a position where like maybe they didn't necessarily do something but like everyone thinks that they did yeah like setting people up yeah like getting set up for a crime oh yeah yeah, no totally well that was very big of you to admit um yeah it's very relevant yeah so clearly now i am a better human being (laughs) your ego is just off the wall oh it's massive it's pouring out the car totally um (laughs) but yeah uh I was actually just thinking, I mean, now that we're having this conversation about being right and wrong, I feel like you're ne- like I feel like you never admit you're wrong. Cuz I'm never wrong. But I don't But like seriously, I don't think the words I'm wrong come out of your mouth a lot. I don't think it comes out of anyone's. I don't think it comes out of your mouth. It comes a lot. out of my mouth all the time. What do you mean? No, I don't think so. I think you'll admit you'll be like You'll be like, oh, okay. Like, you'll be like, ah, yes, like, I see your point of view. But you're not going to sit there and be like, I was wrong. Like, who says that? I, I I do. Okay, wait. Do you have to? Yeah, we do. I don't know if it's this window or. Uh, oh, well, we'll might, find out. It might be the next window. You feel like you do? Maybe you do. Maybe. 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 I... I'm wrong. Yeah. I say I say that a lot. I say maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, you do say that a lot. Like, you, like especially if you're like. 
if I'm a little a unsure of, about something. Yeah, if you're like bringing up a piece of information, you don't want to be like doubted. So you're like, that's what I tell people. I'm like, you can check it. Like, uh, yeah, don't hold me to this. Yeah, but like, like I heard I'm like, oh, that. Like this... I'm pretty sure that like you know whatever 50 percent of people blah 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 blah. Right. Like I I heard that 50 percent of people in Africa are dead. But don't don't hold me. The to entire that. continent <laughs> is just like halved its population. <laughs> yeah, man, the sun's pretty brutal out there. The tips of like Africa and South America are pretty cold. Um, yeah, I mean they're pretty far down there. Because that's when you get closer to like yeah. Antarctica. Well, well, actually, this is this is perfect. Fun fact: South America and Antarctica used to be attached. Yes, Pangea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yes, they were all attached at some point, but no. But like Antarctica it was a part, a product yes, of Pangaea. Totally, that, like, of course. Yeah. Yes. Um. And when Antarctica broke off from South America, they brexited that bitch. <laughs> they brexited that bitch. Um. <laughs> no. The there was this current of water that started flowing around Antarctica because obviously Antarctica is an island, so to speak. So that current created like a thermal barrier whoa and it's why the antarctica is cold and what that created was a temperature gradient between the equator where it's super hot because of the sun and the pole and that is what drives winds wait like it created the wind patterns that we have today but I'm confused because wouldn't the poles would have always been colder than the equator, like regardless of that. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. That's true. That is completely true. But they were there. They were. They were much... greatly impacted by yes. this. Okay. Yes. 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 No, you're totally right. Like the sun hits. I was the like, poles. the sun just hits that before it's. No, no, hit the poles. To- you're totally right. Yeah. That's super. But I remember learning about that. My mind was blown. That is crazy. Well, and if you think about it, it's also why like the tip of like Chile and Argentina like swooshes that direction. Yes. Like those islands. Like, yes. Yeah. There's a bit on Family Guy um, <laughs> where South America breaks off from Africa <laughs> and Africa's like, it's like the voice of a black guy. He's like, he's like, where are you going, man? <laughs> and South America's like, oh, well, no, bef- sorry. Hold on. I fucked this up. He, oh, s- before Lord. South America breaks Stop off. Stop your head. Af- uh, South America's like. A lot of black guys over there. <laughs> and he breaks off and Africa's like, hey man, where are you going? He's like, oh, oh I'll, I'll be I'll be back. Yeah, I know, totally. <laughs> he just drifts across the ocean. <sighs> and that's my family guy bit for the day. Good job. Good job. <laughs> oh, good job. Okay. Alright, so uh You should ask the guy if he wants to say something. Wow. See how close the mirror was. Yeah, to you that. were way too close. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Get him on the pop. Thank you so much, man. Have a nice day. Yes! Here you go, baby. My McDonald's. I can't believe we were just talking about McDonald's. And then we did it. And we just fucking sent it. Oh, did I just fuck the camcorder up no it's like that's fine that's fine i know but i just want more slack on the cord babe god don't mess with my slack oh guys i got my fries can you hear me eating it Ooh, another fun fact this one's a bit more dark oh 
And I've told Gabriella this, I'm pretty sure. Um, oh yeah, I think I know where I'm going. Your background is me. Yes. Oh. You know that. Um, so, fun fact about this McDonald's that we just went to. Um, when I was working for the town of last summer, um, I was working for the Department of Public Works, and I asked my boss one day, I think it came up, I was like, oh, are there any homeless people in Lexington? And he says, yeah, no, there's a couple. And they like, they hang around the back of the McDonald's over there. And I was like, oh, that I had no idea. And he's like, yeah, like when a police officer comes across them, they drive them to the end of the town and they make them leave the town. And I was like, oh, you're joking, right? And he's like, no, like. They don't allow them to They don't allow, like, they don't allow them to be here. Well, for context, my town is very, it's, like, very affluent. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a rich white suburb. Um, so, it was just really, it was really dark. It was, like, something you'd see out of a movie where, like, people dispose of, like, poor and filth. Yeah, because they don't want to, like, deal with it. Or, or, or worse, like, for people in the town to see that. Yeah. Because they, the image of, like, Lexington is, like, very important. Yeah, and I feel like they just want to uphold that, which is so gross. It It is very gross. I, I totally agree with you. Um, so, yeah, that's my little uh, fun fact. Or dark fact. Dark history with Alvaro. Dark history with, Al- with Alvaro. That's actually already a podcast, but it's dark history with Bailey Sarian. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I love that podcast. It's so good. I learn so much every time. Babe, why don't you start a podcast? Me? Yeah. I'm a consumer. What? Not a maker. Are you sure? Mm. I you... don't know. I don't really have time right now. I'm kind of going to Italy. That's fair. But you have the personality for it. Maybe someday. I just don't really know what I would make a podcast about. That's fair. Like, there are so many true crime podcasts out there. And, like, I love... Like, I really like to learn about, like, history and true crime. Like, I love me some Morbid. My favorite podcast ever. Yeah. Uh... Crime Junkie's pretty good. It's gotten worse, but it used to be really good. Like, the spooky, scary stuff, like myths and legends, like cryptids, love that. Like, yeah. historical things, like, I really like history. I also really like, like, stuff you should know, just, like, learning about random shit. Oh, okay. But I feel like if I tried to, like, make a podcast about any of those topics, it just wouldn't be that good. Like, I don't mm. know. I'm a consumer of those things. I don't know that I necessarily want to make those That's That's, I, I get that. I get that. Like, I love fucking food. I don't want to make food all day. Valid. Totally valid. Yeah. There's... Beep. That's where she lived, folks. Don't say I'm gonna that. Have to, I'm going to have to cut out all that shit. <laughs> Let me redo that. There's my old street. Wait, um... Don't say the name. Oh, there it is. It's 44... Tranquil Ave in northern 30, Michigan. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself Avenue. You're funny. Yeah. Um. I mean, thank you. That's nice of you to say. Um. Me and Joe had an idea for a podcast. Yeah. Uh. We come up with a really obscure m- problem, math problem specifically, and we try to solve it. With rough numbers, but somewhat realistic, like, things. Like, okay, that was a horrible explanation. Yeah, that sounds so boring. For example, 
Yeah, it, it I'm might. Keep, I'm keeping an open mind. Okay. So, for example, calculating the pressure of a room if you, like, took all the air out of every human being in the world and, like, tried to squeeze it in there. And obviously, like, we're calculating this, but we're having fun with it. Like, we're not just calculating stuff. Like, it's that's kind of the structure. But then in and out, there's, like, little tidbits and, like, we get sidetracked and have, like, other conversations. I would never listen to anything. Like no, you don't think it's – you think it's too out there? I don't know. Maybe, like, the physics nerds would be in. <laughs> uh, mm. Should we pause to take yes, it inside? Yes, I agree. Nine minutes later. Nine minutes later. Nine minutes later. Nine. <clears throat> nine. Nine minutes later. Nine. Nine minutes later. Oh, nine. I am so sorry you had to hear that. Now, you know what, Jimmy? You're fired, okay? I told you we're going to do a couple transitions, not too many, and this was your one, and you fucked it up, so you're out of here. Okay. I'll just... I'll just... I'll just get my things in. I'll just go, I guess. Let's Let's get back to this podcast. All right, everyone, we're back inside, and this is where we're going to say goodbye, because Gabby wants to watch some dumb TV. Yes, me too. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to- It's been great. Have everybody this here. was my dream, was it to was be on dream. your podcast, and I finally am. And it was a pleasure to have you on here. Thank you. It's always you. nice to talk to you. <laughs> Likewise. Is there any message, any outgoing message you might have for- I don't know, people that your I want age? the whole world to hear. Yeah, or, you know, something you, some piece of wisdom that you would like to impart. Yeah. Mm. Be open-minded. That's my piece of advice to okay. everyone in the entire world, is to be open-minded. Yeah. And I say it all the time. Yeah, she's taught me a little bit about that, guys. <laughs> I just think it's really important, and I really think that you can't go wrong with being open-minded. Yeah. Yeah. Like people are like, be kind, but like you can go wrong with being kind. Yeah, you can be too kind. You can be kind to people that don't deserve it. That's also very valid. Yeah. But be open minded. Yeah. And it'll get you somewhere. Yeah. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah. No, like uh thanks for being here. <laughs> thanks for joining me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh that's it guys. No more no more ads from us. We love you. We love you. Bye. Hey guys. So that was uh that was the end of the episode. I know that last transition probably made you think you had more time, but we don't have more time. It's over. Go home. Get away from here. Never come back. I'm just kidding. We'll probably post another episode in a while. I uh, just got to get off my butt and do it. So that's it for me, folks. Take it easy.
Sorry. 